The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. At Carvana, we're in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. Carvana gives you control by letting you customize your down and monthly payments. You can browse tens of thousands of cars online to find one within your budget, and you won't get surprised with any bogus fees. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to shop for a vehicle. Carvana, we'll drive you happy. Availability may vary by market. Hello and welcome to episode 135, season 6, episode 11, of two Mr. P's in a podcast with me, Mr. P, and the other Mr. P. Welcome back to the 79th of January, we hope you are all well, we hope you're doing okay, um, how are you Adam? Yeah, I'm okay, I'm alright, we're recording this on Monday, yeah. otherwise known as Blue Monday, um, and yeah, you can feel it in the air, the weather's cold, it's just... Like you said, I mean, what day are we today? Seven, sixteen. Uh, some of that. It feels yeah, a lot later. It does, but um, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remain positive. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, all right, not too bad. Um, very tired today. Very, very tired. Over in Bradford, doing a cluster training, and you know when you're just so tired, you're really having to concentrate on what you're saying because you're worried that you're just talking absolute. Y- yeah, you, don't, you just don't. Yeah. Anyway. But we're all good. We're okay. Uh, are you doing dry January? No. No. So you're not doing... You, you, you're having a drink. Uh, well, this is the thing. You know, I know we always joke and we've had the... <laughs> we've had the few live uh, episodes that we did during the, the COVID times where I indulged in some some cold ones. Uh, as you know, I'm... You know, I'll drink if it's a big occasion or if there's something planned, but I don't like... You know, I don't crack a bottle just like on a Friday night if I'm not doing anything. I, I prefer to drink a cold glass of Dr Pepper Zero. But obviously, it was a Manchester derby at the weekend, and I went to the pub. Uh, Great which, result. Which, to be fair, it was funny, you know, because I actually, unbelievably, I don't think I've ever watched a football game on like a Saturday lunchtime in a pub in my life. I'm not really a pubsman in terms of football. My mates always say that to me. I, I much prefer home comforts. And it's also, I'm not a fan of the chat. I, I struggle with the chat because I always think, you know, you've got people there going like, what's he bringing him for? What are you bringing him on for? He's absolutely terrible. And I'm thinking, you've never kicked the ball in your life, sunshine. Like, I was a good player. Back <laughs> Here in the we day. go. No, no, no. You Bloody know, hell. You used to be my manager. Back you in know. the day. No, but what I'm saying is. I used like, to walk 42 miles <laughs> no, but to get to pitch. What I'm saying is, like, as in, I feel like my view is valid because I've had experience on the hallowed turf. <laughs> whereas, like. Everyone's had experience yeah, but I'm on talking, a football There's pitch. levels to the game, brother. And, uh, no, I mean, listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but most people are just wrong. And. <laughs> just the, the chat in the pub lad I, I, yeah that's the only thing that kind of puts me off and then the other thing that i hate and I, and I hope i'm not on my own here is listen i'm a diehard united fan 
like we are aren't we we've, yeah. we've been brought up on it like we love it we're, we're local to to you know we grew up OT. in stratford stratford end all that jazz and i just think like you know i've got very good friends who are man city fans i've got friends who are liverpool fans and it's like yeah the banter's fine like having a bit of crack and being like oh yeah we beat you and whatever i don't mind that it's when people like literally are arguing or getting physical over the fact that they're supporting uh, football teams. It's yeah. it's not my bag at all. And you there's know, there's passion, and then there's yeah, there's passion, and then there's just foolishness. Being an idiot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in sorry, in terms of dry Jan, I I had well, I had my first drink on Saturday, and it was pretty chilled. I had to go back in after the game to uh, you know my, the, the Nelly. Oh, the Nelly. Yeah, I went to the Nelly. It was good. He was good. He, I did enjoy it. It was it was good. It was funny because I was sat next to this woman who was a City fan. And to be fair to her, Did she was... stay for the Nelly Disco? No, I didn't stay no. for the Nelly Disco, no. But I've, uh, I have heard about the Nelly Disco and that is why I didn't stay. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was good. And yeah, I had, a, I had a couple of pints, just chilled. Obviously, great result. Um, and yeah, so yeah, dry Jan, it's not really my bag. I, I don't... Dry Feb would be... More my jam. Exactly, um, it's Ryan's birthday. Well, <laughs> our the, other brother. The shortest month. Yeah, and Valentine's it? Day. And Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah but I've, you know, hats off to anyone doing dry jam. But I just, I just feel in jam, you need to be realistic in your expectations. There's especially working in schools or any other stressful job. You sometimes you just, you know, if you have one of those days, Friday, you get to Friday and you think, right, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna open a bottle and just relax. Um, I know I literally just said that I don't do that, and I don't oh, yeah. do that, but I don't have an issue with people, people doing, that. doing that. What about yeah. you? Are you drying it up? Uh, well, I just don't really drink anyway, do I? So it doesn't really make any difference to me. So I'm not uh, like it's very rare that I drink anyway. So uh, yeah, but yeah, I saw but- I saw some funny tweets okay. about dry chance. I thought we'd kick off with some of these. So. Couple of funny tweets uh, around it. So, uh, Pandemonium Mum on Twitter put, I don't know why people find dry January hard. Mine is already going great. So far, I've had three glasses of dry white wine, two pints of dry cider, <laughs> and a dry martini. Fair. At Dublin by Pub said, Just heard dry January referred to as Lent for millennials, and it's probably the most accurate thing I've heard in my entire life. <laughs> Louis Osborne dry, doing doing dry Jan, but f me, that's some back five. Look at them. Go on, let me have a look. So it's uh, it's a it's a pub and all the draft beers. So you got Prava, Madri, Estrella, Peroni, and Asahi. Solid. It's a solid back that five. That is a great back five. Yeah. Uh, four days into dry Jan, and I'm already operating at a cognitive level previously unknown to mankind. I am like the fiend from Limitless. I am bending spoons with my mind between work emails. By the 23rd of January, I will face God and triumph. <laughs> Sounds like he's on the beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not doing dry January, but I'm also not drinking anywhere near as much as usual. So I'll be calling it slightly moist January and we'll all have to live with that. Oh, that that's that's a horrible term. that's like when rather than doing a deep dive you do a shallow paddle shallow paddle and uh my favorite one was at saggy saggy splinters who said it's always dry january when you have eczema <laughs> <laughs> amen brother amen to that 
Talking that, eyes getting a little bit better. Finally got to the GP after two oh, weeks. Yeah. Got some really strong antibiotics, and I am starting to look a little bit. It's I am just... glad because your eye was freaking me out last it, week. It, I, like, it, listen, I like you a lot, but when you looked at me with that eye, I, I saw the devil. Yeah, and you can't. Like, this is the thing, though. I can't make any videos or anything because if I've tried to make a video and I think my eye's okay. <laughs> It's worse than being in school. Is there no school. like pirate one you could do with a patch on? Yeah, there's no, there's literally, the internet is worse than kids at school. We always talk about kids being brutally honest. Like I walked into school and every kid's like, oh my God, what's up with your eye, Mr. P? Is your eye all right? Why are you crying? Why, why, why is your eye red? And that's what it's like if you make a video and then you put it on social media and your eye's a little bit red. People are like, do you know your eye's really red? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I do like, know. Yeah, like, I do your know. eye looks sore. Yeah. It's like, cheers. I mean, it's someone, funny. Someone just commented saying, I look sore, sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I know I've, I've said this, that this has happened to me before, but it happened to me plum the other day when I was kind of like the main event in the classroom. So I was working with um, year three. Yeah. And I was just, you know, working with a group. And then I was sat on obviously a year three chair, and it's we've 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 been through this before. When you're getting older, your back, your knees, it all just kills when you sit on those tiny chairs. And it, and you'll all be thinking to yourselves, well, it's your fault. Get a bigger chair. There's no bigger chairs available. Um, so I'm sat on this chair, and then uh, the teacher said, uh, "Mr. P, can you?" go round and and pick it was something like pick the best or the most neatest handwriting or something like that yeah so all the kids obviously turn and look at me so i go of course i will what an important job stood up and my fat ass <laughs> had gone in between the back of the chair and the the the, the sitting down bit of the chair the and seat. as i stood up the seat came up Lodged. with me until i straightened up and it popped off it was it it was a hazard if anything <laughs> and um and the worst thing is like i was like i did it make a noise it, like uh, yeah like yeah yeah just like yeah and then you know the chair fell and i was going like oh but then do you know when all the kids start laughing and then you're thinking to yourselves they all think i'm well fat <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was a little bit of a uh you know get on the diet yeah um then i went home and didn't get on the diet. Maintained, as you said. Maintained. Oh, went, funny, actually. I was uh, I put a picture up on Instagram. Uh, if you don't follow, at 2 Peace Podcast. Um, and I put just like a throwback picture because it came up on Facebook Memories. And it's me at this 21st, which was like 12 years ago. Um, and I'm in like, I'm in like a white vest, these ripped jeans, yeah. this white belt, and uh, like this bowling shirt. In fact, I'll go as far as to say it was a hand-me-down from you, the yeah. shirt. Do you remember that shirt? That like light uh, blue, dark blue kind of vibe? I mean, to no. be fair, the party was upstairs in a bowling alley, so I was ticking all the boxes. Um, and I put it up on uh, on on Instagram and just said, like, oh, throwback, lol, can't believe I used to wear this, something like that. And then just someone replied, just simple, one word, maintaining <laughs> and i couldn't stop laughing greatest burn of the week yeah it was greatest but um so yeah segueing into i don't know how that's a segue but oh i i have to share this with you as well the greatest i feel segue ever heard 
Tony Blackburn on BBC Radio 2. Did you hear I this? I may have heard this. Like, right. I'm not sure. Though. Is this like the accidental partridge? Kind no, of no, no. Just hell of a link from Tony Blackburn on Radio okay. 2. Let me play it for you. Uh, <laughs> Happy New Year from Carol in Shrewsbury. Wouldn't it be lovely to hear Putin say this? When you are ready, I will surrender. Take me and do as you will. That is... <laughs> Absolute genius. That's why they pay him the big bucks. It is, isn't it? I mean, that is beautiful. I mean, it great did things. take me a second because I thought he was saying, wouldn't it be great if Putin wished Carol a happy new year? <laughs> and I was a bit like, bit weird. But, um, yeah. but yeah, into this week's sort of discussion, discussing, discussion points. Yeah. If I can get there. Again, apologies. Think about it's what you're saying. Are you tired? Um, so obviously, last week we were talking about everything going on in the HS and then over... This week, there's been some rather frustrating news out of one of the teaching unions. So, obviously, there's quite a few different teaching unions out there. Um, I will always, always, as I said last week, defend unions and recommend that every school staff member join a union because you'll never know when you might need it uh, and the support that they give. And the union that I'm in, NASUWT, has obviously balloted as far as striking. Now, first of all, you might be thinking, well, why a teacher striking? And we've talked about this before. One of the, I mean, there's lots of issues um, as to why teachers feel the need to strike. One of the biggest ones is obviously around pay, right? So I shared a post this week looking at Fredonomics. Okay. As in, sometimes it's hard for some people to get their head around what real-term pay cuts look like when the government are saying, well, actually, we're paying more, we're paying more. Mm. But in in reality, you're actually not. You're actually making less. It's like inflation. Yeah. So the best way in which I've found to sort of explain real-term pay cuts, not just for teachers, support staff, school staff, NHS workers, any sort of public sector, is through Fredonomics. Okay. Right? So this teacher in Scotland... Work this out that in 2007, right, 2007, the starting salary for a teacher was £14.60 an hour. Now, that's when I first started teaching, mm-hmm. £14.60 an hour. In 2022, the starting salary is £20.59 an hour, okay. right? So, on paper, that means we are getting paid more than we would do in 2007. It's gone right? up six stubs. Yeah. However, in 2007, that hourly rate would convert to being able to buy 146 Freddos. Okay. Okay. So that's going off the price of Freddos in 2007 to what you're earning. And then in 2022, based on that uh, wage, you're looking at 82 Freddos, right? So that's nearly really close to half um, the amount of Freddos. So that's a teacher starting in Scotland today earns 64 fewer Freddos per hour than when they started teaching in 2007 or when I started teaching in 2000. And that is based on, here's the interesting bit, that is based on 195 times seven hours a day. So 195 days we week work a year, so that's 39 weeks. So, of course, we don't get paid for the holidays, despite what some people think. And it's a very conservative estimate because it's saying it's based on seven hours a day, right, which I don't think any teacher works. No. So, uh, 10p a Freddo in 2007, and then 25p 
for a Freddo in 2022. Again, I would argue it's rare you'll find somewhere that does 25p. Yeah, 25. Yeah, you're 30p now. Uh, we're also not taking into account that actual Freddos are smaller now than they were in 2007. And are we you're not getting as much? Are we completely work. leaving Freddo caramels out of there? Are they just going to yeah. mess up the we're matrix? Not, we're not even bringing. So, if you followed that, that will hopefully explain what a real-term pay cut looks like. Now, obviously, when I shared that, there was loads of discussion where people started going at each other. So some nursery workers were saying, oh, I wish I earned that much. And and for me, it's like we shouldn't be sort of being played off against each other. We're all in the same boat. Every public sector worker deserves a better pay from the government, right? And that's why everyone's being balloted and you know, voting for whether they want to strike. So the NAS, NAS, UWT, were the first to get their results, and it turned out that nine out of ten teachers voted to strike, which is brilliant. Nine out of ten voted yes. We want a better deal. We want a... The downside is they only got a forty-two percent turnout, right? Right. And the government have brought in legislation to say that to be able to strike, you need at least a fifty percent right. turnout. So that means that at the minute, the NASUWT cannot go on strike, okay. right? So again, I shared that on my socials and there was lots of messages coming in around why that was the case. So it was interesting. What was interesting was the amount of people who just didn't get the ballot paper. So I think the strikes with the Royal Mail may well have affected a lot of it, which in this day and age, can we not do some sort of digital? Why does it have to be paper balloted? Why are these... Go digital. You'd get such a better turnout if it was digital. Um, interestingly, and I thought this was absolutely disgusting, there was a good handful of people who private messaged me to say that they were discouraged from voting to strike from their own SLT, which I just cannot fathom uh, because the NAHT, the National Union for Head Teachers. They're voting to strike. I think the results are back. I don't know what they voted in the end. But how can an SLT? Surely that's not allowed. Well, you can't influence votes. I mean, in, in any in any sort of but uh, not to, ballot. To, to basically almost threaten them. There was one that was like we were told explicitly, you do not vote to strike. Um, and then you've got a lot of schools where the union rep is off with stress, and you know, there's all sorts. So there's. And, and, and like I said on the previous podcast episode where we're talking about striking, I do feel for a lot of teachers, they just feel so fed up and demeaned as a professional that they almost feel like there's, it's not a battle worth fighting. And I think that's wrong, but I, I understand where they're coming from, but I do think that's, that's wrong. So our only hope, you know, if we don't take a stand for it, because it's not just about pay, it's about better funding schools so that children are getting a better deal. Like some teachers will say, oh, well, I don't want to strike because then, and I get the, the whole short-term loss of taking a day's pay for the long-term benefit. And I can understand at the minute with the cost of living crisis, how difficult it is for some teachers to make that decision. But the one I can't get my head around is when, some, and a couple of teachers have, uh, in fact, <laughs> it was funny because there was a, uh, have, you ever, have you ever had any sort of interaction with a bot on Twitter? Uh, no, I'm not really big on Twitter. So, um, I've never, but then there was one who, British Bulldog, 7627429. Mm. 
mm-hmm. who has a, a profile picture of a bulldog smoking a cigar, wearing a Union Jack. Uh, I'm a teacher on 65K, so I threw my ballot in the bin. It would be indefensible to go on strike. Turns out that's just a bot. So on Twitter, you can... I don't know if it's the government, whoever it is, is putting out these fake profiles to basically comment on people's posts. Because that same British bulldog, turns out, also drives an ambulance, is also (laughs) a GP... And also works for the Royal Mail. What a talented bulldog. <laughs> I know, what a talented man. He's not got time to vote to strike. So we're hoping that obviously the NEU, uh, I think they're going to have the results through soon. So there is there is still hope yet. But like I say, I don't think, I think it's right to strike, to have our voices heard. And having the ability to strike is something we need to keep and, and hold on to. Do I think the strikes will do anything? No, because I don't think this government cares about helping public uh, sector workers because they're not going to vote for them. So it's not in any of their interests. Uh, and obviously, there was another article uh, another article that came out this week to say that a third of teachers who have qualified since 2010... What happened in 2010, Adam? Uh, the government changed. The Tories came in. So since 2010, a third of teachers have left the profession. Um, which is no surprise. I was actually surprised it wasn't more, to be honest. So again, I ask people, what do you think the main, what do you think the main reason for that is? Go on, what do you think? Uh, workload. Workload is the <laughs> you biggest You can tell one. I've been spending a lot of time with you. <laughs> uh, workload, uh, pressure. Yeah. Um, pay. Obviously. Pay, obviously, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I, I don't want to intervene because this is very, very important. And this is, as, as many listeners will know, I do have ADD. And sometimes, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm completely with you. I adore school staff, teachers. I want everyone to get what they deserve. But I haven't stopped thinking about Freddo's <laughs> since <laughs> since you started this. And I'm not going to lie. I am I am starving. Right. We'll sort you with Freddo in a minute. Um <laughs> But yeah, we're, I mean, there's lots of different reasons. The accountability, you know, the the pressure from the likes of Ofsted. Oh, and they're, they're, they've managed to vote to strike as well. Ofsted, a day in February, they're going on strike alongside the DFE. <laughs> and I think it's going to be the greatest day in education. I think every school will enjoy that day. We should make it, we should mark it. We should have some sort of celebration because that is a day where we can just actually get on with teaching rather than worrying and stressing about whether Ofsted come in. <laughs> it's like, it just makes me laugh. Like, if an Ofsted inspector, like, we're striking just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Care much? Yeah. Um, so uh, what was I saying there? So yeah, workload is, is, the, is the biggest, most common reason, I think. Um, and obviously you know, lack of trust in our profession is one of the main reasons for it. However, as I'm always on a mission to help teachers work smarter, not harder. And if you've come on any of my training, you know, it's a big focus for me. I'm incredibly passionate about trying to help teachers get a better work-life balance. I'm about to share a tech tool with you that I think is going to revolutionize your life, right? Um, Now, just before I do that, I will mention that I've got quite a few courses coming up. So if you are interested in getting a few more ideas and inspiration, head over to my website and you can see all the courses that I'm going to be doing. But we're going to talk a little bit about AI. Okay. Which stands for, Adam? Artificial Intelligence. Artificial Intelligence. Steven Spielberg movie, wasn't it? I yeah. I wouldn't have known that otherwise. So AI is going to be the next big thing, right? We're only at the starting point 
of the potential to what AI can do. And it is scary where it's going to go. So how does it work? Well, traditionally, a computer cannot think for itself. What a computer will do is it will follow an algorithm that someone has coded, right? That's how it works. And so the computing curriculum we're teaching at the minute has much more of a focus around coding and programming, which is, is right for the workplace now. Whether that's still going to be a needed skill in 10 years, who knows? Because AI has the potential to replace all of that. So it's it, we could make the prediction that the computing curriculum we're teaching now will be completely obsolete by the time the children are of working age, right? That is the potential, right? Talking about AI, <coughs> uh, me and Cotney John went to watch Megan last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like AI, isn't it? Um, it's a robot, isn't it? A robot doll. Well, yeah, but it's AI, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, you want to hear the review, it'll be released Saturday morning, uh, Adam and Cutney John's Big Movie Podcast. And trust me, you want to listen, because you're waxing lyrical about AI, and rightfully so. But my God, was that film a big pile of dog dirt? <laughs> was it? Oh, it was dreadful. Not Nothing to do with the AI, though, is it? It just was. It just was a wasted thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Carry on. No, no. So the way AI works is that uh, it doesn't need coding. It is. It is learning. It works the same way as our brain, but it works so much better than our brain. And all we've got to do is just feed it data. So the more data we feed it, the better it will be at answering questions and making decisions and that sort of thing. Right. I feel like this is the start of a of a. Like an iRobot film where in it'd be like it, it, ten years it's... later and me and you are at this table dead. Yeah. <laughs> Being programmed to carry yeah, on. Just... Um, <laughs> Welcome to episode one thousand and thirty six. Yeah, it is it is it is impressive. So and, and and obviously the data has to be accurate and has to be you, you need to put a lot of data into it so there's big discussions around bias with data and ai for example there's been a couple of facial recognition software that's come out uh which has struggled to recognize people of color okay. and that's because the data it's being fed has been all of white people so wow. you've got to make sure that so an ai is only as good as the data you feed it yeah um and we're all training the ai in lots of ways we're all helping with this data um, a little interesting point for you. Self-driving cars. Uh, we're on the brink of having self-driving cars on the road. How is the AI learning how to drive? Well, through you guys. So when you go to a website and it asks you to verify that you're not a robot and it shows you a grid of pictures, yeah, like, what the picture's uh, always of. Like traffic lights and cars. Yeah, it's always road-related. So that is gathering as much data of our perception of the roads to then inform the AI and how to drive. It's annoying though, isn't it, when there's like, when it says like, highlight the traffic lights and then there's a tiny, tiny yeah. little bit of a corner in one square and you're like, is this a test? <laughs> Do they want me to click it? Um, now the downside with AI, so we that takes self-driving cars, what's the downside? Uh, well, accidents. Nope. Um, 99, oh, 99%, yeah. 99, They're taking their jobs. <laughs> 99% of roadside accidents are due to what? Um, 99% or 99.9 drivers yeah most people on the road cannot drive oh yeah no, no. they can't drive so if you take so off... can the AI flip the bird because I got <laughs> I got flipped one of them this morning 
<laughs> yeah, but if you take that off the road, no one's ever going to die of a roadside accident. So it actually will be a lot safer. Mm. The downside is they're going to take the jabs. Yeah, they're going to take any snowbirds jabs. Yeah, no lorry drivers, no driving instructors, no taxi drivers, no delivery drivers. In fact, you can order a Domino's in Phoenix in America and it gets delivered to your house without a driver. See, yeah, I mean, it sounds mint, but then that, I, I don't know if anyone, I, I feel a bit like, feel a bit uneasy. I mean, to be fair, if, if it's a self-driving car delivering my food, I, I, at least I know that no one's having a sniff or having a, yeah. having a bite. Sniff it, yeah. Like, not having a bite, but taking a sniff, taking the essence yeah. of, of the dominoes away. Um, and, and this is where a lot, that with the rail strikes, for example, the rail strikes, it's not just about the money. It's about allowing the technology to replace people. And this is the big discussion point. That's where we've got to have that moral discussion about how far we allow it to replace things. Anyway, that's the background of AI. Now, there's lots of tools that are already out there. I've been sharing loads on my training. But there's one that is very popular at the minute that I have to tell you about because, honest to God, it could potentially change everything, right? So it's called ChatGPT. If you've not seen it, where have you been? Have you used it yet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have got, uh, it's free to use. Now, apparently it's costing about $3 million a day to run, right? Right. So I don't know how long it's going to stay free, but it's free at the minute. And it essentially has spent eight years trawling the internet to just learn as much as possible. So it's like a chat bot. Right, mm-hmm. and you can have a chat with it and ask it to do things, and it will save you. What kind of things? Well, just <laughs> literally everything. Right, uh, I've I've not stopped using it. I think it's. Uh, have now, you deruled it? Deruled it? What do you mean? Tug dirty to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But Netflix took a, a year to get a million subscribers. Instagram took seven months. This chat GPT took five days. So the problem at the minute is there's too many people trying to use it for it to keep up with demand. So if you do go to it, website is chat.openai.com. If you do go to it and it's not working, it's just a case that there's too many people trying to use it. Now, when you go to it, it'll ask you to log in or sign up. If you've got a Google address, uh, Google Gmail, just log in via Google account and you're away. And then you just type what you want it to do. So here's here's... If you're a secondary school teacher or a university lecturer or anything like that, you're going to need to know about this. You probably already do know about it because once your children clock onto this, homework is going to go through the roof. The quality of homework is going to go through the roof. However, I and there's lots of discussion about how this is going to impact education and that sort of thing. The the sole reason I've been using it and looking at it is more of a workload thing. Is like how can this tool save me time? So, Adam, give me something that a teacher does that takes up a lot of their time? Uh, planning. Planning, right. So if you go to ChatGPT and you just put in, write a lesson plan. What are we doing today in school? Write a lesson plan. Uh, what year group? I was for doing um, year four. Year four with the lesson we're doing, um, objective what were we to doing? know how. Oh, to know how. Oh. I don't want this to sound <laughs> but I've had a really busy day. Uh, it was um, inverted commas. Right, speech. to know how to use inverted commas, right. That's not real either. Include. <laughs> that wasn't what we are doing today. <laughs> include a starter, uh, input, activity, 
and plenary, right? And you just tap go and then watch this, ready? Yeah. You'll see it starts generating the lesson plan for you. It is unbelievable. Now, all sorts, you can do also planning, you can do up-leveling work. So if you're, write, if you're doing some modeled writing and you're thinking, oh, I can't really generate ideas, it will do it for you. You can... Typical. <laughs> the one time I've tried to get it to work um, and it just won't work. After what you've said, what I'm thinking is that there's quite a lot of people logged on at the moment. Yeah, I think it is. Hang on. One more time. Only one message. Oh, regenerate response. This no, AI happening. is pulling your pants down. I've done a couple of videos about it anyway. I'm really excited because honestly, with my uh, like Senko, for example, I showed it her and she had a long list of jobs to do about writing letters to parents and emails to Ed Sykes and all that sort of stuff. And she said she was able to get everything on her to-do list done in half the time. Whew. Now, one thing to say about it is it's not perfect. It's not, you know... Um, there we go. It's done it now. Uh, it, it, all it can do is regenerate stuff that's already out there on the internet. So if you do ask it to write a lesson plan, it may not be the best lesson plan out there, but it might just save you time. I'm talking PPA. It, you know, if you're sat there copying and pasting, planning into, for a pro forma, which is a complete utter waste of time, you know, this might help with that. If you've got to sit there and write a letter to parent and you need, need a bit of inspiration, it can help with that. Report writing, it can help tidy things up. Um, need a model text. If you're writing some, if you're writing an information text about the Roman army, it will write an inf information text for you. You can then ask it to generate five multiple choice questions to check the children's understanding. You can even ask it to identify the useful language features and sentence types and vocabulary, and it will do it all for you. It's just a handy little assistant to have, um, and I've not stopped using it. And I've, I, I, like the other day I was teaching a lesson on um, fronted adverbials, and to check the children's understanding, I asked, can you generate five multiple choice questions about using front adverbials and we just had that little assessment at the end of the lesson and I didn't have to write it search it, it just generated it for me it's brilliant uh, well you sound very excited well I think I think the potential to it's massive I want to make clear though it's not about replacing us as teachers and you know Google are absolutely crapping it right because this is the biggest threat to Google ever really so one thing Google are doing is they're trying to put things in place that can work out whether an AI has written it. So it, it, it's trying to see if it's an AI generated text, it marks it as spam. I feel like we're in, I feel like we're in some sort of film, some yeah. sort of sci-fi horror. Yeah. So you just need to be aware of that. And obviously it's there to help, but it's not going to give you the answer for everything. So for me, it's like an assistant. I can get a few ideas, but then you've got to adapt it and you've got to, you know. I swear to God, if you replace me with that AI, that just like I'm gonna everything it... you say, the AI is like, ha, 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 your eye doesn't look sore. You're the best. You're hilarious. That's no, no, it. no. I could get it to be like you and it'd just be like... Turn it off. Yeah. Mmm, Freddo's. Mmm, yeah. maintaining. Yeah, forget what I've just <laughs> talked about, AI. Um... 
Oh, jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Right, I've got a couple of things here. Uh, have you finished, by the way? No, no, yeah, yeah. He will so AI I've identified now. a problem and I've given you the solution. Okay. I'm not so saying it's the answer to everything, but it's going to help, trust me. Just a couple of little funny things. Now, it, the reason why I'm sharing some of these is because there was a lad in school, right, the other day. It was funny. Uh, got a football tournament coming up. And, uh, you know, when there's a football tournament coming up, the kids are so excited. And it, and it, and it gives me massive buzz because... I remember what it was like, and I really try and uh, include as many children as possible. All different tournaments, I'll take, uh, you know, different teams and different children who have not played. So I'm taking a couple of teams to a tournament on Thursday, and you know they're constantly mirroring, Where am I going? Where am I going to play? And I always say to them, I don't, you know, Mourinho doesn't reveal his secrets. Yeah, yeah. you got to wait until the day. And then, <laughs> and then one kid went. Sir, sir, where am I going to play? And then this other kid went, I got this, sir. Right? And I went, go on. He went, left wing on the bench. <laughs> and I went, what? And he went, left wing on the bench. And I went, left back on the bench. You mean? He went, oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I just thought was absolutely brilliant. And then I saw this post where it was like, uh, this guy made a TikTok saying his niece called an aquarium a water zoo. And then I've just got some um, some comments on the back of that. Uh, my daughter would call churches Jesus stores. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my kids call their dressing gowns pajama jackets. <laughs> I love this one. My son calls cupcakes party muffins. <laughs> We should call them party muffins. When my daughter was a toddler, she called tears panic water. <laughs> Sounds like a Gerard Butler film. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I can't believe it's panic water. <laughs> coming this spring. Yeah. Coming this summer. Gerard Butler in panic water. <laughs> panic water. <laughs> um, my daughter didn't know the word for thirsty, so she said she was water hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um uh-huh. where are they? My nephew says it's ashy outside when it's a foggy day. Ashy. Ashy. Um my son referred to toes as feet fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a workbook activity with my nephew when he was three. There was a picture of a bottle. With the poison sign on it. And I asked him what it was and he said, pirate beer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then I can't read that last one. (laughs) (laughs) It's not appropriate. Now, obviously, um, as teachers, we, we go through some embarrassing situations, but there was a thread looking at some other cringeworthy delights from from other jobs. Um, As a medically qualified lawyer, 
I went to a court, so I went to court and did a whole hearing with the back of my jacket covered in Winnie the Pooh stickers. <laughs> Christopher Robin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's textbook though, isn't it? Like you've got if you've got kids, you have to. You just have to be careful. And I'd like to call my next witness up. T I double grrr. I'm 39 years old. I have GCSEs, BTEC diploma, vet nursing qualifications, MVQs. I was a vet nurse, now occupational therapist assistant. I once went to buy a sandwich in my break only to pull out a cat testicle with my cash that had fallen in my pocket whilst cleaning (laughs) post-surgery. I'll tell you what, you could have you could have given me a thousand guesses there, and I would have never gone for a little cat bollock. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> poor, poor, poor little guy. Is this legal tender? <laughs> how much? How much is it again? I've only got I've got about three and a cat bollock. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> Absolute bollocks, that. <laughs> Uh, I have two degrees and was standing at the train station a few years ago when I realised I'd forgotten my skirt. (laughs) Had spilt toothpaste on it and taken it off to sponge it. Got distracted, put my coat on, grabbed my bag and forgot to put my (laughs) skirt back on. (laughs) I mean, listen, there's certain things you can forget your house key, your dinner. There's no way I'm walking out the house being like... Yeah, I've got that feeling, that, that home alone feeling where I forgot something because I'm in my gruds. <laughs> this one's brilliant. I once booked an appointment at podiatrist because my foot hurt. When I got there, I discovered there was a comb in my shoe. I am bald. <laughs> so many layers. <laughs> oh, you got gone all the way. How have you not checked your shoe? A I comb? Mean, how are you getting a... a an appointment that quick that you're not noticing a comb in your shoe. I'd love if the podiatrist... That obviously a few years ago. I'd love if the podiatrist was like, uh, I'm just thinking, uh, it's probably because you've got a comb in your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, comb off it. Right, if it makes you feel any better, I put the cup of tea I made this morning in the fridge next to the milk and spent 20 minutes trying to find it. <laughs> I find it weird though. It's like that Matilda vibe where you do put something down and then you think, uh, where is it? And then you look everywhere and you look back to where you think you originally put it and it's there and you're like, how did I not see that? I am the world's worst. I, Not that I'm one for gender stereotyping, but I think men, we are absolutely terrible at looking for things. Oh, don't. Like, I, and, 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 and I try. I try <laughs> so hard. No matter how much you say that, <laughs> no, your I wife seriously. doesn't believe No, it. like Claire will say, oh, just, um, will you grab that for me? And I'll be like, right, where is it? Like, go, go and grab yeah, the yeah. keys. I'm like, right, where is it? In the kitchen on the table. I'm looking at the yeah. table. Yeah. I am examining every single inch of the table. And in my eyesight, there is no keys to be seen. There is no keys in the vicinity. Then she gets These should. She just walks in and she goes, they're right there and they're literally right. I'm saying she's me. planted the keys. <laughs> no, but he's so right. And, and like Kim has a, Kim refers to it of like, 
Can you have a look for so she said, can you have a look for my purse? And I'll be like, yeah, where whereabouts will it be? And she'll be like, in my bag. And then I'll have a look in her bag, no purse. No. And I'll go, no, it's not in there. And she'll say, did you have a proper look or did you have an Adam look? And I was like, a proper look? Yeah. And then she'll grab a bag and go, it's here. Uh, it's but what annoys me is I'm like, just ask me to pass you the bag. Well, this is the thing now. I'll need to find something. There'll be something I need to find. And I'll be looking, I won't be able to find it anywhere. My, my wallet all the time, losing my wallet all the time. And now I'll, I'll say to Claire, I was like, Claire, can you please, please just, because I know you'll find it straight away. Can you? And she knows she'll find it straight yeah, away. Yeah, but yeah, But she's like, no, no, it's yeah. your wallet. You yeah, find it. Your responsibility. <laughs> and I get to the point where I'm like, seriously, Claire, <laughs> I've been looking for yeah. three weeks. Where's my wallet? It's in your hand. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done that way, looking for your phone? Oh. And your phone's in no your No joke, right? Staff member I work with spent 20 minutes looking for glasses <laughs> that were on her head. <laughs> and the best is when you're literally like, I can't find my glasses anywhere. And then someone went, the, <laughs> the ones on your head. And then it's that realisation of just like, oh my, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> oh, we've got a teaching on here. Former teaching colleague put a tampon in his jacket pocket to save his wife taking a bag out on a night out. Slightly red-faced when he pulled it out the next day to write on the board, thinking it was chalk. <laughs> chalk, what <a> throwback. <laughs> <laughs> I have two degrees and a master's, but when I was 41 and my daughter was three years old, I attended a high-powered meeting with a sticker on the back of my shirt, shirt that said, I'm a good girl. <laughs> I love stuff like that. I'm a doctor with a post-retirement humanities degree who once found he was wearing both of his identical stethoscopes with one in his ears and the other on his patient's silent chest. <laughs> oh, my God. How are you alive? <laughs> I'm thick as mints. This one starts. <laughs> no degree. Five GCSEs, though. But, okay, <laughs> we can see why. Yeah. Those. Uh, I once drove to a supermarket, walked home, went outside hours later and thought my car had been stolen. Reported it to the police. Wasn't until a further day I remembered I'd left it at Sainsbury's. <laughs> Reporting oh, it to the report police. Reporting it to police. <laughs> this is where At I... At what point do you sit down and go, How do... surely you go, did I drive to the shop? Did I, did I drive <laughs> yeah. to the shop? <laughs> I give you this. After a long week, it was finally time to go home. I put on my coat, got my bag ready and locked my office door. I stared at the door knowing something was not right for about 20 seconds and eventually realised I was still inside my office. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Oh my god! That's just like that is like seriously like you're losing your marbles there. Just like why am I still here? Yeah. Um, I worked for the NHS for thirty years. One day I went to work with two watches on the same wrist. Did they not do that? I thought they wear a few watches, don't they? I don't know, but Patrick two watches. <laughs> Didn't. Um, <laughs> I'm older than you. Have four degrees. Not trying to top trump you on the latter two, etc. But I once took off my bra at a mammogram and a large leaf of lettuce flew out. 
I mean, I've heard about stuff in bras, but now with now with lettuce. <laughs> Just trying to get five a day on your baps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was making tea for a colleague. Carefully washed the mug she had been using. Washed it, dried it, threw it in the bin. <laughs> I love that though. Like throwing it in the bin immediately is like, oh, sorry. But to wash it, dry it, and then be like, <laughs> it. see ya. I'm 38 years old. I have a PhD in neuroscience. But I once have got my tongue stuck to a frozen spoon, smeared toothpaste all over my face as I mistook it for a tube of E45. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> God, you'd be you'd be minty for days, wouldn't oh, you? You'd be so basic. You'd be so minty. Oh, it crossed over, wouldn't it? Oh. Uh, I mowed over my lawnmower power cable, cut my finger to the bone by cutting a bread roll in my hand. Just goes to show you, if you got a PhD in neuroscience, <laughs> you can still be a fool. <laughs> and this is where I worry, because Keir Starmer's come out and said that people can self-refer themselves with the NHS. I wouldn't trust anyone to self-refer themselves after this. Yeah. At a friend's posh wedding self meal. Self-referring a, a comb. <laughs> yeah. Comb in your shoe. Exactly. <laughs> Going to a podiatrist. And there's a comb in your shoe. Um, and you're bald. <laughs> I think that's the thing you've got to really just bring it back to. Yeah. There's not a, a single hair on his head. <laughs> Trying to pay for the car park and a cat bollock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At a friend's posh wedding meal, I went to the toilet and returned during the speeches, skirted around every table to get to ours at the very far end of the room, with the hem of my floaty skirt tucked into the top of my pants slash tights. Oh, no. My whole arse was on show to the room. <sighs> That's tough. That's a tough one to bounce back from. I underwent a full day at work once with a peg attached to my shoulder. <laughs> like a washing peg. <laughs> Again, though, how are you not noticing that? Uh, I was 50 plus with honours degree and a head teacher. Oh, rushed into school, thinking smartly dressed in trousers suit, still had pyjama bottoms on. Meant to change trousers at last minute from air, from the era after I'd pressed them. They must have been so comfy. It's like she's put a blazer on and a shirt, and then she's got like love art fluffy pants on. <laughs> I think we just oh, can carry on right. the uh, the O's uh, from uh. a couple of us. So um, one teacher said, I once had a colleague say, who is this person everyone's voting for? I've never heard of them. The person in question turned out to be Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Not a person. Not a person. The name's Barry. Barry Brexit. <laughs> yeah. But if it was a person, I'd love to punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah. Had a supply teacher who insisted that the Roman gov governor, uh, pilot, was Pilates. <laughs> Check oh. this one. And talk about workload. This teacher's got it nailed. In a staff meeting discussing curriculum demands, a year one teacher said, well, if I don't understand something like fractions, I just don't teach it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> you just do not want to admit that. Do not admit that. I mean, if that was your attitude to teaching, Adam, 
the kids would literally just know the KFC menu off by heart. Yeah. That'd be it. KFC and dodgeball. <laughs> Dip, dip, um, dodge. Um, to be fair, though, she could go on to uh, AI and uh, type, <laughs> yeah. type in fractions for year one. Bob your go. ankle. There we go. Um, I remember at some point there was a trend for the boys to walk around with one trouser leg rolled up. Oh, yeah. I heard a colleague yell fiercely to two boys who were doing that, take those trousers down. <laughs> I think he regretted what he said immediately, and I saw his face slowly slowly turn into a shade of a tomato. <laughs> I had one of those moments the other day, though. There was a child in key stage one was basically not being sensible with the sporting equipment. And we've been here before, and I've said it yeah. before, and I just, you know, when you're just in that moment, you're like, you know what? You've lost it. You are not playing with any balls this dinner time. <laughs> and I was just like, looked at someone just like, yeah, right now. <laughs> um, one teacher said, uh, like, why do we do dinosaurs as a topic? They're not even real. She should have just zipped it like fractions, McGee. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine thought turbulence was when aeroplanes bump into clouds and told a reception oh, class this. Was that a child? <laughs> no, no. A very clever four-year-old argued with her and told her what it actually was. Right. Word of advice time. Remember the old life lessons? Yeah. If you are arguing with a four-year-old about what a term means... <laughs> I think you're in the wrong profession. Do you ever have that moment, though, where you say something or work something, like maths, for example. You work a problem out in maths. The children have done it on the whiteboard. And what I always do is I'll walk over to my most able mathematician. To check your answer. To check... Yeah. <laughs> I'm 100%. checking my answer. And have you ever had that moment where you sort of peer over that very able mathematician's shoulder and see they've got a different answer to you? And then you're starting to panic. <laughs> yeah, the sweat starts dripping. <laughs> and you're thinking, ah, right. I've, I've been straight a, to Siri. I've been, <laughs> AI. Yeah, AI, bloody help me. I, uh, I've been at my school now for over five years. And one of my first classes, you know, it was like year one or whatever it was, maybe even younger. And I spelt something wrong on the board. Bit nervy. Yeah. And I'd spell um, jealousy wrong on the board. And then this girl, bright as a button, corrected me, right? Yeah. And then today, randomly, so we're talking, it's been at least four years. Yeah. She was like, do you remember when I corrected you? She started with, I'm smarter than you. And on the playground, I was thinking, harsh but true. <laughs> <laughs> but I went, Fair. I went, what do you mean? She went, do you remember when I corrected your spelling? And I was like, good memory. Uh, what word was it? And I remember it was jealousy because it's one of those that stick with me now. Because <laughs> you're jealous yeah, of this child. Because I'm green with them there. Um, and then she went, yeah, it was because. I went, no. <laughs> I went, I don't spell because wrong. And then this kid went, oh, yeah, spell it. And I was like, B-E-C, right? And then, and then she went, oh, no, maybe it wasn't because. And I was thinking, I know what it was. And she went, it was beautiful. And I went, absolutely not. No. B-E-A, beautiful. Yeah. And then I was like, it was jealousy. And she went, oh, yeah, it was. And I, and I just thought, like, I can't believe I've told you that now. Because <laughs> for the rest of my time there, it's just going to be like, do you remember the time? <laughs> right. A colleague of mine was reading to the class, but also watching what was going on at the back of the room. 
So she was paraphrasing every so often. However, instead of tossing his father's pigeons out of the shed, she actually said, tossing off his father's pigeons. (laughs) Not one kid batted an eyelid. I had to leave the room. You wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Tossing off his father's pigeons. A sentence I never thought I would hear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be going to sleep later tonight just thinking like... Can you toss off? <laughs> can, can you? Can you? AI, can you? Can you? Cuckoo! Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo! AI, can you? <laughs> Don't be asking that. Don't not be asking that. Um, not teaching related, but I did once declare car consoles should have braille dots on them so blind drivers can read the emojis. Honestly. Uh, I used to deliberately ask for John Lewis, W.H. Smith and St. Michael to come and claim their belongings from lost property. I mean, John Lewis. I've taught a John Lewis, but I've never taught a W.H. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) W.H. Right, so team team teaching science on my first placement with a fellow student. A child asked what makes leaves green. My teaching partner replied, Chlamydia. (laughs) I saw our tutor raise his eyebrows and began taking notes furiously. The feedback meeting afterwards was an absolute roller coaster as she was adamant she'd said chlorophyll. (laughs) At least you weren't talking about tossing pigeons off. (laughs) (laughs) She's just missing, missing, it's not leaves, is it? Chlamydia turns other things green. Oh, let's not go into gruesome detail. <laughs> um, right, so we'll finish with a couple of stories, shall we? I've got I've got quite a nice little starter to a story here. Okay. Um, hi, this is a gushy long mention. Thank you to you guys for this podcast. I current I'm currently a retail worker. Both been there. Oh yeah. Next PLC. What is it? Replan. Yeah. Recovery, but recently been thinking of my future career after being in retail for eight years with 2020 and 2021 being the hardest years. I had a house fire in February 2022. I said the story about the amazing head teacher called Mr. M. And while in temporary accommodation was struck by COVID in March, I was feeling lost and unsure of myself. And when my acting manager asked me, was I content in a review which was all positive, I realised that I plodded on for the two years before and lost myself in a blur of plodding on. Roll on July 2020 when I realised the ICT Mr P that I followed on Facebook throughout the COVID pandemic had a podcast, so obviously had to listen. I laughed so hard for the first time in ages and have since went back to the older episodes. I realised that I was missing the joy I had when I was a youth worker, but knew I didn't want to go back to that. I've since become a helper at my local Sunday school with year three to sixes group and volunteer at my son's school. Between helping with Sunday school and reading with year fives, I've begun to feel the joy again. I'm now looking to go into becoming a teaching assistant. Thanks for the podcast. Please keep up the good work. Ah, that's lovely to hear. That is lovely to hear. Good luck. Best of luck. Best of luck. I wonder where she worked. I wonder where she plodded. 
What do you mean? Like the retail shop. Oh, what would it be? What I'm would it th- be? I'm just going to throw it out there. River Island was in my mind. Really? Yeah. Don't know why. Nah. Mm, I don't know. I don't really know anyone who works in retail now. No. No. It was a, it was a, it was a strange time. I really didn't like it. I did not like no. working in retail, I have to admit. Fair play to anyone who does, but yeah. I mean, it's a tough industry to be in because everyone's just on everything's online now, isn't it? Everything's yeah. just online. Right, should we finish with an injury? Right. Thanks for all you're doing. Love the pod. This is an injury that happened at my secondary school just before I started there. During a PE lesson, javelin, a boy slipped on some mud and one of the javelins stuck in the ground went through his neck. It went right through the other side, impaling him. Miraculously, it missed his windpipe and major blood vessels. That is... He couldn't fit in the ambulance. (laughs) Because the javelin was still attached. Oh, yeah, 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 I did did think that. So the fiber grade had to cut either end of the javelin off really carefully so the vibrations from the cutting equipment didn't cause any more damage. Doesn't sound real, does it? But totally true story, and actually was reconstructed on the '90s TV program Nine 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 with Michael way. Burke. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a feeling I've seen that. It, yeah, it's a bit. I've got a vague recollection of that. And the child's the only child in in that school's history to get a minus javelin score. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Suffice to say, there was always a massive safety lecture before any javelin lesson. After that, I mean. He, it must have been an almighty fall and a strange way of going. I know, I know. But my word. Yeah. So be careful with the javelins. But you'd be buzzing if, like, obviously, he's. I'm, I'm assuming he's made a full recovery and obviously it didn't do any permanent, long-lasting damage, but it'd have been mint to then go on 9-9. Remember 9-9-9? Yeah, yeah, what an that. absolute throwback that, throwback that is. Michael Burke. I always remember... 999 taught me one very valuable lesson. I still remember this to the day. Fire. No. Oh. It was the one where um, a kid had run with scissors the wrong way and stabbed his brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then that's why we always hold him. The yeah. other way around. And I'm always really... It's just stuck with me as a kid watching how... Uh, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I, I look at... I think about it now and I was like, <laughs> he probably didn't, did he? He wasn't just walking with them the wrong yeah, way around. Suddenly, oh my God, no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean, like when we get, used to argue with each other, it's just gone one step too far. I can't far. get over that. Uh, yeah, the javelin. Yeah. Felt, got a feel for the PE teacher there as well. Bet he went home, like, how was your day? Like, oh, this kid. Right, pain in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we will finish. Uh, so thank you very, very much for uh, joining us for another episode. We hope it's been... Uh, enjoyable uh, put a smile on your face as always please do share your stories head to the website to mrpspodcast.com um grab your tickets for the upcoming tour all the details are on the website as well if you've not le- yet left a review on apple podcasts please do that because that really helps and of course you can join in all the discussion on the facebook group so until next week take care of yourself yeah thank you